What's happening, financial coaches? It's Pete here. Hey, I want to talk to you today about why I don't mind or really don't care if clients play the lottery or buy cryptocurrencies. This has come up now because cryptocurrencies have been hot. They've been sagging a little bit here lately, but obviously they are pretty new. I can't remember when the first time I heard about them, but maybe seven, eight years ago, something like that. And obviously they have become pretty material for a lot of people. Now, the reason I bring this up is because I was talking to a financial coach who actually fired their client because the client wanted to buy cryptocurrencies and the, and the financial coach thought that that was irresponsible and that they couldn't work with someone who was investing in cryptocurrencies as the client was saying investing and they know it's not investment it's speculative it's a gamble it's a risk it's 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 like playing the lottery and they just weren't aligned with this client now that's fine and there could be some other things that are around that that make sense why you aren't going to work with these types of people but i thought it was kind of interesting because I don't really care if you play the lottery. I don't really care if you buy cryptos. I will raise my hand and say that I have both played the lottery and own cryptos, right? Cryptocurrencies. And the reality is I don't do either in a way that is particularly material to my long-term financial outlook. But I also know some people who have made a lot of money on cryptos and not just people who have paper uh, earnings or paper gains on cryptos, but have actually sold out and retired at ages that just baffle me, you know, much younger guys. In fact, I remember actually working with a coaching client who was at the time mining Bitcoin, and this was years ago. And, uh, you know, he uh, has actually taken a, a, a fire uh, step, right? Financial independence, retire early because he cashed out of them. And we're talking about someone who had millions of dollars in um, cryptocurrencies. So uh, clearly it was a win for him. He had no cost basis on it because he was just mining it many, many years ago. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean he will never work again, but it's really interesting to be someone in your 20s with millions of dollars that doesn't necessarily have to work, that is pretty good at managing your money and have the freedom to do whatever you want. So let's just say that, you know, there are some ways that cryptos can be really popular or really powerful for you. Just like if you win the lottery, it could also be very po powerful for you. I don't know who won the billion dollar mega millions uh, a couple years ago, or, you know, whoever won the 400 million, um, you know, a year ago or whatever, right? I don't, I don't follow that, but obviously I think it's fair to say that unless it was one of the richest people in America, Bezos or Elon Musk or Bill Gates or something like that, which I don't think it was. But if it were any normal type of per person, those things can be pretty life-changing. Now, I will say, just like my own personal strategy, I have never put enough money into any of those that I really care about, right? And the amount of money that you don't care about can be different for a lot of people. Um, the amount of money that people can speculate with, and maybe call it investing, but that can be just a slip of the tongue, and some people would call it investing, right? But the the amount of money that people can put into what I call a satellite strategy, something that is outside of their core financial strategy can be, you know, uh, a lot or a little, but it's really relative to what they are planning and what they need, all right? So for example, if you are using your 401k as your retirement vehicle and you are maxing that out and putting some money into some other Roths or whatever it might be, right? And that is your core financial strategy. Why do I care if you buy 
luxury coffee once a week? Or why do I care if you buy a lottery ticket once a month? Or why do I care if you put 50 bucks into cryptocurrencies, right? Because those are all satellite strategies to your core strategy. And as long as you aren't deviating from your core, as long as now you aren't getting tempted to say, hey, um, you know, I'm doing some real estate investing here. And if it takes off, that's great. It's going to help me out. But if that's, uh, if my core strategy is beholden to its strategy, and I stick with that, as opposed to getting tempted to say, hey, why don't I take some of my core strategy and also put it into something speculative, right? Now, that's maybe where we're getting into a problem. But I certainly don't think that people who spend money outside of their core strategy in things that are speculative, um, trading stocks, you know, any of these things that aren't necessarily material, anything that's not going to derail them financially is, is, is fine. Now, could they be better optimized if they don't do that at all? right? Could you be better optimized if you don't spend $5 a week on coffee? Could you be better optimized if you inflate your tires to the uh, maximum pressure allowable? Uh, could you be better off if you don't uh, turn on the lights in your home? You know, there could always be something that I could criticize someone on for being less than optimal. But the reality is human creatures, we are meant to fill our needs bucket at some level too. Um, and or our wants bucket, right? You know, we, we are filling our needs bucket, but we have these wants and we are not meant to be automaton machines that just exist with the minimum amount of things necessary to keep us alive. We are supposed to be entertained and amused and fulfilled and intrigued and curious and stressed and happy and elated and all these other things, right? And if doing some of these things that have high potential upsides and fairly low potential downsides, right? A high potential upside. Buying a lottery ticket uh, could change your life. The reality is it probably won't. But spending a dollar to play Mega Millions is probably not going to derail your life either. So the upside significantly outweighs the downside, even if the probabilities aren't the same, right? There's like a 99% chance. Man. Sorry about the text message. There's a 99.99% chance that you are going to lose that dollar. But on the 0.001 chance that you win $100 million, that could be life-changing. So I don't mind speculative plays that don't compromise your core financial strategy, right? In fact, I think it was uh, Mark Cuban who kind of talked about the fact that people overvalue diversification right? And in the investment world, right, most of the time we think about diversification as having, say, no more than 5% of our assets in any one type of security, you know, so that you're going to be diversified across a bucket of 20 different investable securities. And the reality is most people that use any type of mutual fund or something like this are probably spread over 200 or 1,000 securities, right? Um, there's also something called like diversification. But the reality is what that does is it doesn't really allow you to benefit from any single thing that explodes, right? So I don't remember exactly what investment Mark Cuban was talking about, you know, maybe it was a big online book company, or maybe it was a large software company or whatever it is. But there is some, um, there is some credence to saying, hey, why don't I limit where I'm investing, so that if any one of these things really does take off, it could change my financial picture. And that's exactly why I bought some cryptocurrencies. It was because I can put some money into it that I will never see again. And I'm just counting on never seeing again. And I will buy some cryptos. And if they take off, great. But my plan is to never sell them. 
because I don't really care. To be honest, if cryptocurrencies double in the next 24 or the next 12 months and double again in the next 12 months after that, it's not going to change my financial picture. I just don't have enough money. <laughs> I don't have enough of the cryptocurrencies to make a difference. But if they go up 10x or 100x, then it might. Then those things might. So that's why I'm saying, listen, um, do you have the right to sever a relationship with your client because they are doing something that you don't like? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that doesn't have to just be a strategic or a tactical thing. That can be a philosophical thing. It can be a mismatch of culture and personalities. It can be anything, right? You can certainly do that. You might just not like uh, the way they talk and it's hard for you to understand them and they can find someone else better that can communicate easier with them, right? So there are all sorts of reasons that you might want to move someone to someone else that's a better fit. But what I'm saying is don't have necessarily a hard and fast rule because they buy luxury coffee or they own a nice car or they invested in cryptocurrencies or buy a lottery ticket. You know, those aren't necessarily things that uh, mean that that person can't necessarily be financially successful, that don't have their financial picture um, you know, uh, or a long-term financial picture or a grand financial picture or grand goals, or even, you know, uh, doesn't mean that they aren't on track for their financial goals, right? Now it can be, and certainly uh, doing any one of those things as their own, as their only strategy, as their core strategy could be a big problem and probably is a big problem. But for me, um, as a coach, if I hear that people buy lottery tickets or whatever it might be. And I've heard it before and some people get very sheepish sheepish and meek about it because they think I'm just going to blast them or chastise them or scold them for doing something that's silly because they know the probabilities too. Well, I'm not going to do that because I have done it myself. Um, I have never won big on any of those. You know, the, my lifestyle has been created 99.99% by the basically the earned income that I make. But in the 0.001 chance that something small might make a meaningful difference to my life, I'm in those as well, because you just never know. So uh, for me, I don't really care as long as we can talk about that core financial strategy and we're all on board with that. So hopefully that helps. I will talk to you later. Bye.